All right, y'all. Welcome to the Half Court Trap Podcast, a new production here with Project Spurs. We're here to talk about basketball going on in the South Central Texas region. All in all, my name is Jonas Clark, a writer with Project Spurs. Joining me uh, as my co-host here on the podcast is Aaron Million. Aaron, what's up, man? What's up, man? I'm really excited. You know, I think we are the only podcast covering most Central Texas teams in San Antonio. I think we're hitting a hole that, you know, a lot of people really are kind of overlooking a lot of the teams here. So we are going to be doing our best giving you, you know, up to the date, moment by moment, you know, post game reaction, a little bit of live, you know, content updates, as well as our middle of the week breakdowns. You know, hopefully we're going to shoot for every Monday here to really knock down what we think happened over the weekend what to expect coming up in the future with a lot of our local Texas teams. Aaron, I couldn't agree more, man. And, you know, as far as coverage, we're looking at that tight coverage here locally, um, Texas State basketball just up the road on I-35. Uh, UTSA, of course, your roadrunners right here yeah, in birds town. birds up. <laughs> birds up. And, uh, and the UIW Cardinals uh, yes. men's basketball program, uh, unfortunately – they yeah. had a postponed yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I know you have your eyes on the team. Coverage for Project Spurs. They've started their season. Uh, their record, I think they're sitting there at one and three. Uh, I have here in my notes. Will they, they? They're scheduled to play on Tuesday against Texas Tech. Is that game going to happen? Yeah, so it's really tough. We have uh, Texas Tech. It's a road game you know, in Lubbock, December 29th. That is actually the earliest this team will possibly be able to hit the court. I know that they had a two-week mandatory quarantine period. That is mostly through the uh, wow. Southland Conference. If you even hear as well, too, if you you know, I know it's a little tight with the news right now, but their football team had a football game that they were going to try and go forward with against Arkansas State. That gets postponed due to co- or canceled mm-hmm. due to COVID. You know, their women's team has as well been postponed with some COVID issues as well. They're in a quarantine period as well. So the men's team, you know, I, I know a few of the guys, hopefully they're listening through, you know, in quarantine, sticking with it, you know, staying socially distant. So yeah, we're rooting for you guys to get back out on the court. Hell it yeah. seems like, you know, it's not canceled at the moment. I know we will have more of an update in our podcast coming up soon with that. But I mean, at the moment, it, it, we're, we're here ready to go against a really tough test game against Texas Tech, you know, coming off of a Final Four bid. Uh, It'll be pretty tough to see how the Cardinals match up against a team like that. You know, their first few games of the season, they, they, they have the scoring. I believe they have the youth. I like drew Lutz. You know, they've given him the keys to the Camaro in terms of running the offense there. Uh, You know, I I know the Cardinal faithful, they really are trying to get their team back though to root them on. Yeah, man. I mean, we're really hoping that the program is able to get something underway. They're doing the right thing right now. It's unfortunate uh that they did have to postpone their season again it's not canceled just right right you know Jonas, you saying that you're doing the right thing they i believe that they were the whole time let's not act like these kids you know they they got in trouble or something i mean it's a pandemic all these teams are trying to play in the middle of the pandemic uh right it's gonna happen for everybody at some time exactly man exactly you have a few contact tracing issues i mean i do believe like you just said though the right thing by the university and the conference is to just, you know, shut everything down. Two weeks is okay. They only lost four games in the meantime. I get it. You know, it's tough. We cover these games. So, obviously, right. you know, we're rooting for them to play. But I, in terms of me personally, I'm, I'm glad that these games are canceled. I'm glad that the student-athletes' health is the main priority and concern over, 
you know, a few ticket sales in the arena or, you know, a little TV revenue. It's, it's not as important as these kids really, man. You know, they're out there trying to play They're They want to play as much as we want to see them play. You know, they want to get that game film out. They want to get that exposure. They want to win just as much as anybody wants them to win. But it, it, the, the right thing to do right now is to sit, take a minute, take a beat, you know, make sure everybody's good. Their testing is, you know, right up there with anybody else. Mm -hmm. I know even just, you know, socially distanced at the games, I felt super safe in that arena. So let's not, you know, let's not look at UIW as just, you know, some black sheep just because, you know, their program is just like everybody else. You know, they're going through the same issues. It did hit across all three, you know, sports right now. That's pretty tough. With so many already, with so many already postponed till the spring. But, you know, if we don't get a fall football game, we don't get a fall football game. If we miss a few basketball games, we miss a few basketball games. The point is that they're still going to try and play. They're going to keep going. You know, we're going to get them back on the court eventually. These kids want to play, and we want to play as well, but we want to be safe. Right. It's all about the bigger picture. And looking kind of at the bigger picture, uh, we we hope Monday happens. But let's talk about really quick, Aaron. I want to get your feelings on the first couple games. Uh, what are some things that you noticed in the games that they did have uh, UAW? And let, let's kind of focus on that last sure, game. Yeah, too, absolutely. Aaron. Yeah. These last ones, I believe their last game was 64-72 loss in San Marcos against Texas State. So a nice little crossover here. I think it's a good time. <laughs> to launch a regional podcast with a lot of these teams playing each other due to these COVID games. So, you know, in oh, San yeah. Marcos, it's a tough game. It's, you know, another tough test kind of game against, a, I don't want to say bigger, but, you know, you know, it's a bigger school, you know, bigger arena. They played really well. They filled it. You know, I, I noticed some UIW fans made that trip socially distanced in the, in the stands. Nice to have a little cheering section for you. That 64-72 loss against the Bobcats, man, you know, it's really tough. They played them pretty hard. I will definitely give them that. You know, Drew Lutz is over here diving all around the court. I have Keeson Willis over here as well. He put up 16 points. Uh, Des Ballantyne as well added 11. Marcus Larson, you know, 14. So they know how to get the points on the board. My biggest thing with them is I think, you know, height is kind of an issue as well as the depth of their rotation Jonas, you know, they're only playing nine guys. It, it is very hard to do that in a regular right. season when COVID comes across and you might have a contact tracing issue and it takes out two of your guys. You know, it's no surprise that they maybe they can't play if they only have, you know, this many, <laughs> this deep of a rotation. So, it, it, you know, it is kind of tough. I really do love Ed Zedema, God's gifts. You know, he, uh, he he's cold, man. He has the length for it. I mean, number one out here, I, I I told him, you know, it looks like he has an eight-foot wingspan. He told me it's only 6'3", which is, you know, only. I mean, he's still, <laughs> you know, freak athlete out here. But, you know, uh, him and Bradley Akeel as well, you know, those are their main big guys. And they need to get – I think, you know, I'm not one to tell anyone what to do with their team. I do think they need a little bit more, you know, minutes, a little bit more time to hopefully – get bigger on the boards you know uh, uiw often is out rebounded on the offensive end as well as just rebounds in general uh you know with texas state alonzo sule isaiah small you know there's some big guys they really you know they they hit those boards hard and they hit them down to the paint hard as well too overall though i mean i really do like this cardinal team they have the heart you know they have the growth i, I love I love what I love what they're doing. I just yeah, at the same time, you just hope that they can get back out on the court is the main thing before we start talking about what to do to win games. You have to play them. Exactly. And in terms of playing those games, especially before you get into the conference portion for which for all schools is coming up here shortly, uh, you've, you've got to test the metal of your right, team. Right. And for for the Cardinals, that Texas State game was was a bit of that for yeah, them as well yeah. uh, as 
and they prepare. Um, and I want to take the opportunity since we're at this crossroads, Aaron, to go ahead and let, let let's transition right, a little right. bit into some yeah, let's state talk. We're gonna we're hoping UIW comes back, but the Bobcats, uh, they are they. I mean, they have. We're recording this on a Monday morning, uh, and they've got a game this right. afternoon, uh, and the Pioneer Challenge. Uh, Aaron, I, I it seems like you cover the whole region, <laughs> and I know you do. But tell me what's going on uh, with our Texas. Yeah, State so let's Bobcats. put it out there right now. You know, Bobcat student, Bobcat at heart. Uh, this is the most unbiased part of Bobcat <laughs> we're gonna get. You know, love the Bobcats, love my guys. Uh, they are in Denver, Colorado, right now. As you said, they're playing in the Pioneer Challenge. Yesterday, Mason Harrell saving the day for the second game in a row. You know, hits the game ceiling win for a 70-68 win over uh, Denver in Denver. So as you see, you know, with a lot of these COVID uh, issues that we have with regional tournaments happening where, you know, you'll you'll fly somewhere, you'll end up playing two games, you know, a Saturday, a Monday right. tilt. So you have that one day of rest and then the Bobcats are right back at it today against Northern Arizona. I mean, my cats, man, it, it's a tough year, especially, you know, a transition year. You're losing you know, you're guaranteed 25 a game from Nigel Pearson, Sunbelt player of the year last season. He's easily, I mean, hang his jersey up now, man. Best player <laughs> in program history. It. Texas State's all-time leading scorer. We're replacing that. So it is going to be tough. Uh, you know, fr friend of the show, Mason Harrell, he is, he's, he's saving everybody, man. I think everybody loves him right now. He's, he's leading the Bobcats in scoring with, I believe, 16 a game. It, it is pretty tough to, you know, Switch that over. You're losing a lot of scoring, but you do have your five guys. Their starting lineup is all five returning players. We love them. You know, Isaiah Small, Shelby Adams, Marlon Davis, the big guard, and then you have uh, Lonzo Sule. Man, a lot of these guys, man, Small and Sule, they can jump out of the gym. They really are. You know, they can they can do some damage here down low as well as, you know, Harold, same thing. You know, he's the head of the snake. You know, if you can stop him – if you can stop them, you know, in the backcourt, that's that's where I see a lot of Texas State's issues are when people tend to lock in on their guards. You know, their guard rotation is so good with Marlon Davis and uh, and and Mason Harrell. What is it that they want to do? Are they doing that effectively right now? At five and three, it looks right. like a winning, a winning right. season, everything's going right. So, so are you seeing that it's fitting the system or are they kind of winning games? Like you said, last minute shots that you don't want that coming down. Everybody loves drama in basketball, like <laughs> right. the game winner, but, so, um, yeah. but yeah, coach, uh, you have interim head coach, Terrence Johnson. It's his first year. Uh, he was, you know, a Sunbelt conference, all, you know, ranked assistant last year. So it's not like, you know, too much of a changeover getting over the whole Danny Kaspar issue right. situation, you know, Bobcat nation. And we're kind of just trying to, you know, move past, that it's a new era both on the court and by who's leading it off the court you know i i think johnson's doing a great job of keeping the things that worked last year while also adding in new aspects of the offense you know i do love their movement off ball a lot of their you know motion offense really trying to get these downside screens to free up these lower post plays i i really love that about texas state uh, my my main concerns with them are on the on the defensive end of trying to, you know, get that, you know, post D down low, they do get a bit oversized at times, you know, Isaiah small. Right. I mean, he doesn't play small at all. He's a, he's a big guy plays huge, but at the end of the day, you know, he's a forward and you have him playing down low. It's a little bit tough. I've always felt like Texas state needed, you know, that big guy down low. It is kind of tough with recruiting though. Cause I noticed, you know, 
just about all the teams that we cover, it seems like they're kind of missing a little bit of that 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 big post presence down low. Maybe it's just where not the a game... part of basketball anymore. Yeah, as I was saying, maybe maybe that's for just where the game is going, man. But you know, when you when you look at it, their issue, you know, they did play uh, number eleven Texas. Their biggest issue with that game is just you know Texas is getting these dunks. I mean, they had eight or nine dunks just of you know uncontested down low, either off you know fast breaks, or, you know a little dip off dime down low, right down low post and. You know, there's nothing really you can do to stop that. You're going to run out of fouls eventually, man. You know, there's only five fouls in college. Right. You don't want Small and Sule in trouble like that. They have, you know, they have the new big guard, Nate Martin. I like him a lot. You know, he's really – or the big man, not big guard. But uh, he, he plays – he's a big freshman, really, really big freshman. You know, we look forward <laughs> to him. He's getting his numbers in, you know, when he can get his minutes. But overall with Texas State, my biggest issue is that, you know, they'll get ahead – you know, the Bobcats, they have the scoring. They have what it takes to compete in these games. Every game they've been competitive in, it's when they start getting ahead, Jonas. They're going to, you know, five, six-point swing. The momentum starts going in their favor. You feel like they're about to take off, and it happens time and time again. You know, the other deep, the other opposing team, they'll, they'll take the timeout, lock in. They'll run a full-court press or, you know, shameless plug here, they'll run a half-court trap. And, uh-huh. I mean, it just – Completely slows down, you know, Texas State's offense. When By the time they're getting into their offensive sets in the half court, you know, half the shot clock is gone because they're having so much trouble just getting into it. It's right. pretty tough, too. You know, their, their, their press break, I've always, you know, I'm in my seat trying to be the unbiased media, but, you know, I'm just screaming, you know, get the ball down court, get into your <laughs> offense, because that, that has been their main thing. That's been their biggest issue. You know, along, you know, you're going to have those rebounding issues every game. It just kind of depends on, you know, your roster lineup, you know, your rotation. But in terms of just, you know, breaking the other team's offense, you got to get, you know, further down the court. You got to get your offense moving quicker to get Mason Harrell in position to score, you know, to get Marlon Davis and Shelby Adams in position to do these dump off passes, you know, the little baby hook by Adams. You know, Small is out here, dude. He's He just completely obliterates people with these blocks. He's averaging two blocks a game. So they definitely, you know, I will not let this beat end without saying the Bobcats have what it takes to compete. They really do. A lot of these teams do. They're always in a game. It's more about, you know, what the other team does against you. Can you execute your game plan as the other team is executing theirs and defensively to stop it? That's the that's the biggest tough you know question moving into their next few games. Speaking of stopping, Aaron, <laughs> um, and, and handling your opponents. I want to back up a little bit to a local battle that we had yeah, Texas State, our lady of the lake university <laughs> what happened? The same, just a couple weeks Don't ago. Don't do this to me. It, 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 I, I, yeah. I know. I know you wear your colors on your chest there with, with the Bobcats, but uh, what was it? You know, when you talk, we talked about the, the testing the metal game earlier in terms of UIW going up against Texas state. Well, this was another team using Texas state as that right. benchmark game to see where their season was at and the game got away absolutely the yeah. they end up sneaking and... out of san marcus with a 61 58 win man i mean you know yeah i love i love these regional matchups a little bit because you know i see the our lady of the lake fans in the stands you know the moms the players the family they're out there just loving it i mean you know you're, you're upsetting texas state at home the whole arena is quiet and i mean their fan section is just Oh, Lou, you know, shout, shout out to our lady <laughs> But, yeah, you know, they end up getting into it. You you find yourself in a, in a close competitive game against a team that you've shown 
you can compete with. You know, you have Ruben Monza, and he put up 18 points. I mean, the Bobcats just could not stop him. My biggest takeaway from that, he has 11 rebounds. You right. know, that's just a, yeah. You, know, you put up a double double. You're you're gonna put your you're gonna put your team in a position to win. That's absolutely what they did. You know, they 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 totaled 34 rebounds that whole game, which you know it's good. I think Texas State could do better in terms of just out rebounding their opponents. That's you know one of the keys to victory, as we're saying. But you know, with Our Lady of the Lake, you know, to sneak in to use this as a you know a litmus test game, and, and you're sneaking back home down 35 with a dub. I mean, that's got to feel good, especially when this team isn't even getting to play that many games. You know, that's only their second game of the season. Right. It's a solid win. You know, it, it's kind of funny to me that you know Texas State ends up stumbling against Olu when just yesterday, you know, you and me are at the convo. UTSA just handles them, man. I mean, just, you know, runs them off the court a little bit, you know, birds up runners. But in terms of our Bobcat beat, you know, just before we put a seal on it, man, I think, you know, they they have what it takes to compete. Just like any other team, man, you know, they can stumble. You, know, it's, you, you have to respect right. your opponent. You can't just invite them up expecting, you know, a dub. You know, Our Lady of the Lake really got away from them. Texas State is five and three on the season, which is, I mean, overall, it's good. They're three and one at home. You know, they're they're going to protect Strahan the best they can. They had the best home record in the Sun Belt last season, so they'll continue that streak. You know, it is kind of tough, man. It kind of breaks my heart because that's Texas State's first home loss in eight games, and it's against you know an opponent mm. that you really you kind of expected you know to come out and just you know finish it. You know, maybe 10, 15 point spread end up losing by three. So that is pretty tough. You know, the Bobcats will come back. They'll defend home court. And, I, you know, I believe, you know, the, 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 they're on track. They're fine. You know, you're allowed to stumble every now and then. It's more about what you do, you know, how you handle it. It, it kind of sucks. You know, they they, uh, they did drop as well to Texas, number 12 Texas, which is, you know, that's kind of the same thing of levels test to your it. Test metal game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, you know, you have your litmus test against Olu, but then you're also testing yourself against a nationally ranked opponent. They do lose that game 53-74. You know, it is pretty tough. The Bobcats were close with them in the first half, though. You know, they really are staying competitive. They test their medal in the second half. And, you know, just like what I'm saying, you know, Texas ends up locking down a little bit, mm-hmm. slowing down the Bobcats offense. You know, they end up getting, you know, out-rebounded in that game as well. Texas ends up just, you know, dominating down low. You know, they're getting these low post plays. They're getting these low post dunks. They're exciting. You know, another thing, Jonas, I'll say with this in this, you know, limited fan, you know, Texas is only doing uh, season ticket holders. So it really is bring your own energy to these games, man. You you don't have that home court advantage that you thought you had. No, it's really about you, what your team is doing, what your team is bringing, how you're hyping each other up. You know, if you're getting these big dunks as Texas is against Texas State, you know, you end up feeling better, you're a little more hyped, you cut a little bit harder, you end up winning, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, it happens. But, you know, as I said, Texas State, five and three, they have a great opportunity to get another win here against Northern Arizona today. So, you know, we're going to do our best. And that, you know, a lot of these games, too, they are the last games of 2020 for these programs. Interesting, interesting little beat here. I know, right? And um, just you, you're looking at trends there, uh, Aaron, and – you know, the last time that that the Bob the Bobcats should have been awake for that game against the Saints because right. the last the last time that the that OLU beat a Division One opponent opponent was against the Bobcats. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just about ten, uh, just over ten years ago, 
Uh, yeah, that's even crazy. 127 to 126, so they should have been aware for it. <laughs> and they beat uh, the Bobcats in overtime in that game, man. So if OLU ever needs, you know, a, a ranked win against an FBS opponent, hit up Texas State, apparently. You know, come, come up to San Marcos. Right? It, it, it was a, a trap game waiting to happen, and it, it almost could have <laughs> felt like that. Um, you know, as you mentioned before, when the Saints went into the convocation center, we were there yesterday. Right. UTSA men's basketball coming in. The Saints were one and two. Uh, still their lone win being that Texas State basketball <laughs> game. Um, and, it, and it was a real challenge. So let's go into a little bit. Uh, the game we just watched, was, which was right. yesterday. Uh, right. Fresh. You had the Roadrunners <laughs> coming off of a loss against Oregon State. Um, their record had fallen to two and three, but mm-hmm. they were, they were back home. Right. And that's a little bit of a, it, it's a comfort zone, if you will. Um, yeah. A little home cooking. Exactly. A little bit on a, especially on a year like 2020. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where Texas state didn't take care of business. Mm-hmm. I think that we can solidly convincingly say that the road runners knew their opponent and knew it was up for them. Uh, yeah. As yeah. you had the final score. 102 to 70 yeah yeah 32 point yeah (laughs) they knew and you know they were ahead handily the whole game you know it's kind of funny Jonas you know you're in the media you're you're in the media section really locked in I'm looking through the lens man I didn't Uh even know the score that game until I look up and I see I'm like oh I think UTSA is winning you know they're up 21 going in the second half so right yeah (laughs) it's it's pretty noticeable you know it's kind of funny but uh you know in terms of just you know knowing your opponent as you said Javon Jackson, you know, they knew what to do. They locked in, locked in on OLU, you know, really shut down Mozon, who ended up, you know, being the difference maker against Texas State. Uh, in terms of that, you know, you, you just same thing. You know, it's a local regional opponent. You have the fans. It's a shorter drive to UTSA than it is for Texas State. So right. we had a nice little representation of OLU fans down there as well. I really personally, I like these regional matchups. It's a good, it's as you're saying, for these litmus tests as well as it is just – you know, who loves basketball? Who doesn't love basketball? Just, you know, see two local teams playing each other. You get to cover both teams. You know, right. we, don't have to, we don't have to split up. We're, <laughs> we're both in the same place at the same time. But, yeah, you know, you get 102-70 yesterday against Our Lady of the Lake, the Saints. I think the biggest takeaway from that one as well is, you know, just rebounding. Uh, you know, Mozon, again, puts up a double-double of 14-10. and 10. They're doing their best to try and stay, uh, you know, close in this game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're out-rebounded by UTSA, and that, that's, that seems to be the main difference in a lot of these games is rebounding. Yeah, and that goes back to kind of a theme that you've we've noticed in terms of talking about UIW earlier on, right? Into Texas State, and and it's just a matter of size. And guys, sometimes size matters, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and yesterday it mattered for the UTSA men's basketball team. I mean, you had uh, you know Javon Jackson. He's on the smaller end, but he's going to ball, and the team kind of goes as Javon. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. he had 23 points in the first half, finished the game with 27. He didn't even play the final six minutes of that game. Wow, man. But you had, uh, I mean, you have six foot 11, Jacob Germany. Big guy, Uh, big fan. Big guy. (laughs) And then you've got, uh, you've got six foot 10, uh, Luca Barisic. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I'm, I think every every runner that played significant minutes yesterday, if you played over 10 minutes, you got a bucket. I mean, and actually, go pretty all, deep. In, yeah. yeah, and all thir- – so so Coach Henson was able to play all 14 of his guys. And and, and the, the players spoke afterwards, the, after the game with the media, about how important that is to give guys who practice so hard some minutes right. and an opportunity to hop in the game. 13 of the 14 players, again, the entire bench played – 13 guys scored points yesterday. And yeah, and I mean, Jabbar just gets that. those two minutes there at the end. The team loves seeing Jabbar and, mm-hmm. and Ford get on the court. You know, they love – Coach Kenson goes over, he points at Isaiah. The whole team, that's the most that they're cheering is, you know, when their right? best guys get in. I love it. I love that support. But, you know, yeah, in terms of having a deep team as well as some height and some bigs as UTSA, top to bottom, they may be one of the bigger athletic teams that we do cover in our region. Got to go back to Jacob Germany, man. I mean, the big wing, that's what I call him. You know, mm-hmm. He comes in as a small forward, hits the gym, hits a growth spurt, man. He puts up 17 and 12, you know, big time. Six offensive rebounds, six defensive rebounds. That, that That's huge. You know, that's and, a difference maker. Yeah, and a couple dunks to go with that. You know, yeah, when you're talking height, about exactly, adding man. adding the atmosphere. Yeah, it was yeah. huge. These alley-oops are great. You know, you love the chemistry between Javon and the big man. I mean, he'll come around that pick and roll. You got to get your camera ready, man, because yeah. there's a lob coming and someone's coming <laughs> at the rim. It's great. I love it. I love the energy going on with the runners. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a great game, a convincing win. Again, it's one of those Agreed. ones that they should have won. Like not, right. No knock on your Bobcats, but <laughs> the Roadrunners came in. They took care of business after the game. Javon Jackson did say, as, as you alluded to earlier, that uh, focusing on Manzan from the Saints was an right. important part of that game plan. They saw what he was able to do against the Bobcats, and they mm-hmm. inserted that as somebody they had to eliminate from the game. And I think yeah. they held him under under five points for the first half. So that obviously very important. Sometimes you got to learn from other people's mistakes. You know, I understand. You watch the film. It's clear that these teams exactly. are buying, and, you know, they're doing what they need to do. So I, I appreciate that. Exactly. And unfortunately, you know, the, 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 the roadrunners won't be able to use that tape. They weren't scouting the Texas state Bobcats game for Bobcats footage. Um, it, w- it was a very unfortunate because the rivalry has been put on pause uh, 32. I think it's right around 32 consecutive years. You have a hundred over 120 games. Same man programs it's ridiculous COVID taken away you know one of the best rivalries in our region the i-35 rivalry you know we we love it for football obviously you know it's great but that's not so much of a rivalry until my bobcats can get that dub against utsa football on the basketball court though i mean this this game you know i i can't believe that we won't have an i-35 rivalry man that just breaks my heart a little bit you know i was at the game yeah, just a sign of the times, man. I, I can't believe it. You know, I was at the game last year. UTSA sneaks out. You know, they get a good game. The, the funniest thing for me is seeing the travel of these fans and the fan sections. I really do love it. Yeah. You know, UTSA last season, they had, you know, they bring the rowdy crowd up with them. I'm like, what is going on here? This is Strahan, <laughs> San Marcos, and, you know, we're just getting invaded by <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's that's another sign of it, though. Just, you know, t- sign of the times. You know, you got to as much as we love these regional matchups, they aren't in the same conference. So there's not going to be much, you know, communication between these two, right. two teams until, you know, we get a lot of our non-conference matchups back. Luckily, they're each playing. They're each staying healthy. You know, they're each 
getting through quarantine and COVID all right so far, you know, no postponements between either of those teams, no, no real COVID issues. We were a little concerned too, because, you know, UIW, we have the regional matchup against Texas state. That's their mm-hmm. last game. The Longhorns were, I mean, they're, they're in jeopardy of losing that game against the Longhorns against UT two days later. So, you know, luckily they get to that game, you know, it doesn't go the way that they expect it, but you know, still to be able to play as well, you know, through, through COVID you, you do, you take, you take and give, give and take, you know, maybe you don't get the I-35 rivalry, but we're getting some other regional matchups in between that we wouldn't see these teams usually playing against each other. So that's pretty nice. Right. And it was a really great one to see yesterday uh, between the Saints and the Roadrunners. Again, they, the Roadrunners did beat Our Lady of the Lake University 102 to 70. Uh, Javon Jackson led all scores with 27 points. Um, and the Roadrunners improved to three and three. They've got a game yeah. tomorrow. Again, we're recording this on a Monday. They've got a game on Tuesday against Lamar Cardinals. Looking uh, forward to it. Uh, they're coming in. Lamar is one and three on the season. So again, not not an, another team not having a great year. One that the uh, but but it's again it's COVID year. So you never know in terms of preparation. So yeah. the Roadrunners they know they have to bring it all, and they too will have their last game of this calendar year. Right. Um, we're coming back in 2021 um, as we get ready for conference play. But the Roadrunners, the Roadrunner Nation is still hype and should be excited. <laughs> Plenty. Plenty I, know, excited about. I know this is the half court trap podcast and we talk basketball here, but we would be remiss right, to not talk right. about the Roadrunner <laughs> football team. Uh, well, that is indeed how we ended up launching this podcast in the video. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we kinda, yeah, you know. I mean, you and I, we covered the team together this last year. Uh, what a historic run for the Roadrunners uh, coming into to their bowl game at seven and four. Uh, they have an opportunity to, to tie the program record for the best record in a season. We now know their wow. opponent that got announced. They, the bowl game got announced about a week ago. Oh and, man, talking about COVID we, drama, right? Yeah. Right. We know that they're playing in the Serve Pro First Responders right. game. Um, yes. And then it took us a little while to get an opponent. Uh, as Coach Trailer has said many times this year, that it's nothing new to install and get ready for an opponent with a week's notice because they've been right. it already. Right. And they right. we now know that they're going to play the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Uh, of your Sunbelt Conference there. Yeah, yeah. They actually, you know, it, it's a heartbreaker too because. Louisiana misses out on playing the Sunbelt Conference Championship. They had that game scheduled against right. Coastal Carolina. You know, it's a nationally televised game. Everybody's excited for it. You have the Sunbelt Trophy. It's all right there for you. Postponed due to COVID problems in yeah. Coastal's, you know, program. It really is tough. I know UL is going to be really excited for this matchup. I think UTSA has a little bit more excitement, a little more, you know, pent-up frustration being built up barely missing the conference USA championship. So, I mean, these are two teams right now who both of them were vying for, you know, conference titles. It's a nationally televised game on ESPN to kick off at two 30. So, I mean, this is a big one, man. I, I like that. We finally know what to expect, you know, yes. at first the runners, they're assigned for, was it the Frisco bowl in, uh, in mm-hmm. Frisco, Texas, you know, I'm booking my reservation and the game gets postponed because SMU has, you know, COVID issues as well. The tropical so, smoothie you know, bowl game. Yeah, smoothie yeah. Bowl, yeah, exactly. So instead now we're, we're going to be 
going to going to Frisco again. I, at least it stays, you know, in Dallas. It's pretty. It's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> that that's very nice to keep it regional. I know, like that's kind of a focus of this year again to keep to right. travel down. But um, you know, this is going to be an interesting game, uh, and we're not going to dive into it too much basketball head yeah, so, touch on it. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about it but uh it is an interesting game because neither team has, has played for a while yeah um you know uh, they haven't really had an opportunity to prepare for each other exactly um and they're going to be playing on the main stage there was this was supposed to be like a big 12 opponent game and and it's mm-hmm. cool to have this the sun belt versus conference usa yeah, on not, the main stage a, yeah draw service and you know what's funny is you know they, they were playing to face smu out of the athletic conference now this bowl game funny enough is in smu stadium i didn't even know, I know that. right that's pretty interesting right <laughs> so no matter what we're getting a little bit of a smu dosage in there but yeah the Mustangs you know, had to be there yeah, it's just somehow, right? Right. So, yeah, we are really excited for that one. I will be at that game as well. We'll have some really great galleries, full game breakdowns on the Project Spurs network. So stay tuned for that one. Runner fans, you know, I, I really – we don't do too much in predictions on this podcast, but I, I'd like to predict a Roadrunner win in that one, especially, you know, prime time national television. These guys are excited. They're, re- they're ready to play. They right. thought they were going to be playing this Saturday. They get an extra week of rest, an extra week of preparation, an extra week of, you know, chomping at the bit. So I expect the runners to come out and, you know, do do what they need to do, make Coach Trailer, you know, a profit. <laughs> I'm glad that you spoke about Coach Trailer there. I mean, we want to project a, a roadrunner win here, too. This is a good, this is going to be a great coaching matchup. Um, Louisiana's right. head coach we're seeing this morning on Twitter is being rumored as somebody being considered for the Auburn job. Yeah. Uh, coach trailer. We've seen fan bases around the state and right. regionally yeah. wanting to try to pull him away after just one year right. at the right. helm for the Roadrunners, having a historic year again. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I don't, I know you don't want to, I don't want to really set into predictions. You're predicting a win, <laughs> but what are you, uh, if we can just, what are you looking for this Saturday? What are your keys to victory or right. three things you're watching for? Right. So yeah, UL, we actually did, you know, there's a Sunbelt conference opponent. So I have actually seen them play. And their their quarterback guys uh, is Lewis. Lewis is a great guy, a great, uh, uh, Levi. great player. Levi Lewis, exactly. Yes. So he's really explosive. Being able to contain both of these explosive quarterbacks, they both have the ground game working for them if they need to get out of the pocket. Really excited about that. See, you know, as much as this is going to be a shootout on the offense, whoever's defense can really lock in, really stick to you know coach coach Trailer's pillars in terms of you know containing the defense. I really, I can see UTSA doing that. I can also see this game really getting out of hand, you know, just points on the board, (laughs) which is awesome for me. You know, the more, the more, more touchdowns, the better for any, you know, casual viewer football. Right. But uh, you know, in terms of just what they need to do, what we hope they do definitely get sincere McCormick. Those, those touches, man, you know, pound the rock, establish your offense get ahead and, you know, coast to a victory. Or if you, if it turns into a shootout, man, let Frank loose. I mean, just really let him do it, man. Let him give him the green light. Let him do what he needs to do. You know, I know, I know that he tries to, you know, do win from the pocket, but you know, you don't, you don't cage a racehorse, man. Let him out, let him out, let him run, let him roam free, you know, let him do what he needs to do. He's a game winner. He's a game breaker. He can do it for us. Yeah, and, and he's finally with, with with health on his side, knock right. on wood, right? right? He's had a great year um, yeah. as he's become more comfortable in that offense. He does have, definitely have the ability to take over a game. Absolutely. Um, 
I think that Sincere is going to be uh, a piece to watch. He, entering the game, he is number two in the country in rushing. Yeah, yards, you know, UTSA, so. you have and, the number two guy in rushing, and then you have the number two guy in scoring yep. with Javon Jackson. Like, yeah, I think they need their own podcast. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, right, yeah. what, a, what a program. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and they're, they're being noticed, and, and I think that, you know, Sincere is going to be a focal point. Can the defense hold up? Uh, lots of things, but this is a great opportunity for a young program experience and they're just a second bowl game yeah, in, school history. in program. That's awesome. Uh, you know, so I think that I can speak on behalf of the whole city when we say good luck. Birds runners, up, indeed. Uh, in the bowl game. Birds <laughs> up, indeed. And, uh, and that's something we're going to be looking at next week, right? right? So we, we will be, you know, this is a podcast, a weekly podcast coming out, uh, the half court trap uh, to give y'all uh I guess the full the full coverage of what's going on. Yeah, we're gonna put a full court press on, on all the teams. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh you know, definitely focusing on Texas State, uh, UIW and the Roadrunners. So we will be touching and we'll come back next week and we'll talk about uh what the Roadrunners did uh on the football field uh, in terms of their bowl game next mm-hmm. week. Uh, we'll look at how they performed uh, to, on Tuesday against the, the Lamar Cardinals. Should that game not get postponed or canceled right. moving forward? 2020 after <laughs> all. Uh, we should definitely have a Texas State update as, well. as far as how they performed in the Pioneer Challenge. Agreed, agreed. Um, that, of course, Aaron, is this afternoon. And then we will get and- a little extra dosage of football. We will be breaking down both UTSA's first responders bowl as well as a little Alamo Bowl preview. We finally got the teams announced yesterday. We have, is it yeah. Texas and Colorado? That'll be interesting. You do still get the regional you love from yeah. Austin. You know, that's not too far of a drive. So it'll be good to see UT in the Alamo Bowl again. Kind of starting into a staple. It might just turn into the UT Invitational yeah. at this point. But, I think you know, so, too. The Alamo. <laughs> One more chance for us to get in the Alamo Dome, too, man. Really looking forward to it. Exactly. And then being able to put a bow on this football right. season. And then uh, hopefully next Monday, we'll have a little bit more word on the UIW Agreed. Cardinals men's basketball Agreed, yeah. team. Uh, if, if there's, if they continue to test negative and the contact tracing that we've, we've looked at earlier in the show um, continues to show uh, positive yeah. trends, not exactly. positive results, but positive <laughs> trends uh, towards uh, getting them back on the court against Texas Tech right. uh, on next Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to bring you all a preview with uh, Project Spurs' own yeah. Steven Anderson um, as well, who covers that program with you, Aaron. Uh, so I think that first episode yeah, right, down. Yeah. Looking forward to many more. Welcome to the half-court <laughs> trap. Yeah. Uh, so you all know what to expect. Uh, look for new episodes every Monday. Uh, as we die, as we wrap up football season, get into the basketball season and provide you all your coverage, uh, for the two one Oh and surrounding areas. <laughs> the um, yeah, Aaron, man, no. where can, uh, where can everybody follow, uh, what, you know, we both put coverage on project spurs network.com. So I think right. we can go ahead and, um, umbrella that right there, but <laughs> in terms of daily updates, uh, New photograph. I mean, you you take great photography at the game yeah, too. Where can yeah. they follow Shameless your content, man? Of the Instagram A A Seven R O N. Nobody knows what it means. I don't even know what it means, but that <laughs> is the brand. As Coach Trailer says, the brand is strong at the moment. So and it's hot. We're gonna keep it going. Yeah, both on Twitter and Instagram. 
We'll also be, as yeah, as Jonas alluded to, we'll be doing some really good stuff on the Project Spurs network. I'm the staff photographer, so we'll have some great galleries, game day content, you know, all that behind-the-scenes stuff that only a media credential can offer you. We will have it there. There you go. And Aaron, of course, your photo- photographs are the beautiful piece and addressing on my articles. <laughs> exactly. <over> exactly. Project Spurs <laughs> Network. And so you can, of course, uh, look for all that content. If you want to give me a follow, feel free to do so at Jark Clonus on Twitter, uh, J-A-R-K-C-L-O-N-A-S. And uh, I think that's going to be the, the end yeah. right here. Yeah, wrapping right? it up. That's the half court Put trap, y'all. I will see y'all next weekend. Go Bobcats. Yeah. Birds up and UIW. We'll see you back on the court here soon, hopefully. That's it. That's that's the show. That's it. Wrap it.